A quick note before you dive into today's episode. While I will always be an advocate for multi-passionates embracing their talents as a gift, not a burden, I have decided that I'm no longer going to run a business with that as the goal. Please note that as you listen to any episodes, any of the offers that I have expressed, especially my coaching program, which I've talked about in many episodes, those are no longer relevant as my business is closing. If you'd like to stay connected, come and find me on LinkedIn. The link will be added across the show notes in all episodes. Be well. Is time something that really needs to be managed is a great question to ask. Is it something that needs to be managed or is it something that maybe you have the opportunity to heal around a little bit? Is time something that doesn't need to be managed but needs to be flowed with? Is time something that needs to be accepted? Is it something that needs to be managed at all? So this is a more holistic approach. Welcome to the Multi-Passionate Mastery Podcast, the podcast where creatives come to embrace their talents as a gift, not a burden. I'm your host, Deanna Joy. Together, we'll explore how to finally make friends with focus, ditching overwhelm and idea fatigue once and for all, and how to be unapologetic about who you are as a multi-passionate. But I'm not just going to pump you up with a bunch of empowerment content. I'm going to give you tools and practices that you can implement starting today. It's time to unlock your multi-passionate mastery. Let's begin. This episode is brought to you by Thrive Guide, my free 10-part digital magazine delivered straight to your inbox every month. Inside of each beautifully designed issue, you'll find articles, interactive worksheets, inspiring case studies, and so much more, all with the goal of helping you thrive as a multi-passionate creative. Click the link down in our show notes to subscribe and get your first issue of Thrive Guide today. Welcome back to the show. Today we are going to talk about time management, but not in the way that you may be used to. If you have many passions, many talents, many interests, And a lot that you want to share with the world as a multi-passionate person, how can you do that with the amount of time that you have? How can you do that and not feel super overwhelmed? So what I want to talk about today is something that's more important than time management. I'm not saying time management doesn't have a place. It definitely does. But I teach topics like time management a bit differently. We talk about prioritizing first, because if you don't know what you're working on, it doesn't really matter how you manage your time. And if you want to learn more about my unique method to this, then make sure that you check out the free training that's linked down in our show notes. But today I'm going to give you a sneak peek of a part of that method. And if you can embrace this concept, It will help you so much more than simply learning a time management strategy. And that is cultivating a flexible long-term view. This is one of the core principles in the priority mapping method. It's something that I go over briefly in the free training and then more in depth on inside of my program. So what does it mean to cultivate a flexible long-term view? Essentially, it means being more interested in the way that things come together organically over a longer stretch of time than you are in everything happening right now. So many of my clients, so many of the multi-passionates that I meet are frustrated that 
things are not happening right now. And they can create invisible problems like, well, I just, more should be going on and I'm not doing well enough or I haven't done enough. And all of that is coming from being in a space of time scarcity. From this perpetual feeling of as a multi-passionate, you're behind. You're behind the specialist. You've got to catch up. Everyone else has it figured out. And here you are endlessly jumping from thing to thing. You just don't have it together. That thinking can cause a lot of time scarcity, a lot of time pressure. And trying to implement a time management strategy from that place, it won't work. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) So adopting a flexible long-term view is a new way, a different way to think about time. Is time something that really needs to be managed is a great question to ask. Is it something that needs to be managed or is it something that maybe you have the opportunity to heal around a little bit? Is time something that doesn't need to be managed but needs to be flowed with? Is time something that needs to be accepted? Is it something that needs to be managed at all? So this is a more holistic approach. To explain the flexible long-term view concept, I'm going to give you an example. Again, in a nutshell, that means being more interested and how things come together organically over a period of time than you are in everything happening right now. So here on the podcast, we just finished out our coaching series. And I had planned that series. I thought it was this great idea. It's like, yeah, I want to put some episodes in the podcast that will position me as a coach. I want to make sure that people know they can actually work with me and that I'm not just a podcast host, that I do have a coaching program that I work directly with clients. I want to position myself as a coach and I want to provide some conversation around what it looks like to work with a coach when you're a multi-passionate person because there's not a lot of information out there that's specific to that. So when I had the idea for the series, I thought, great, I'll do like five episodes. It'll be great. Well, as I started to record the episodes, I started to have some self-doubt started feeling like, what if people don't care about this? What if my listenership goes down? Listenership a word? Listenership? Audience? I think listenership might be a word, but anyway, you get what I mean. Like, What if my downloads go down? What if my numbers drop? What if people are like, oh, why is she still talking about coaching? I just want some tips from being multi-passionate. That's why I came to this podcast. What if I lose members of my audience for good because they don't like this series? I started having all these doubts. But then I took a step back and I realized that I was taking score a little bit too soon. I was operating under the premise of thinking about how people would react the day an episode dropped or the week an episode dropped. So I challenged myself to take my own advice and instead adopt a flexible long-term view. From there, I had a whole new set of thoughts. I started to think, you know what? It's really good that I'm going to have this series on my podcast because in the future, if someone asks me a question about coaching, I now have resources I can send them. Also, every single episode in the coaching series says coaching series in like a little bracket. So if someone finds my podcast in the future and they don't want to listen to the coaching series, 
they can just skip over all those episodes. And I'm sure that there are people out there who would love to work with me or who would love to work with a coach in general, but just don't have foundational knowledge about how it all works. And these episodes are going to help that person. So when I zoomed out and I thought about this being a part of my podcast, the coaching series, being a part of my podcast over a longer period of time, then I felt so much more relaxed. Now, you might be thinking, Joy, what does this have to do with time management? You said this is better than time management. And to me, it just sounds like you gave yourself a pep talk. (laughs) So stay with me because I'm going to tie this all together. When you're working on a project and you're doubting yourself as you are working on it, that's usually when time management becomes an issue. Because that's when you procrastinate. That's when you're easily distractible. So if, if I'm recording these episodes for the coaching series and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, Ooh, is this even a good idea? What if my downloads go down? What if people don't want to hear about this? What if I'm just regurgitating information that's already out there? I'm way more likely to pick my phone up and start texting someone to avoid those thoughts, to avoid that feeling. I'm way more likely to pace around my apartment, cleaning the kitchen when I'm supposed to be editing an episode. I'm way more likely to put barriers in between myself and the completion of that project. And on the surface, it might look like I have a time management issue. But really, it's that I'm doubting the work that I'm doing because I have not adopted a flexible long-term view. I'm just thinking about how people are going to react to it in the moment versus thinking about this being a part of my podcast as a whole, you know, three months, six months, a year from now. So. Upon adopting that flexible long-term view, zooming out, not requiring myself to have all the answers right now, not requiring it to all feel perfect right now, but instead zooming out and becoming more curious about how it could come together over a longer period of time, that allowed me to double down on, yeah, you know what? I'm feeling really good about this coaching series. This is going to help someone. And if people find my podcast in the future, like I said, they don't like it, they can skip it. And if I don't like doing this whole mini series thing, I don't ever have to do another one again, but it's worth it to try. When I'm sitting to work on the podcast episodes from that frame of mind, I'm much more focused. I'm much more intentional. I can put my phone in a different room. I can say to myself, I'll do the dishes after I finish this. And all of a sudden, my time management problem that maybe I thought I had is gone. Why? Because I'm not second-guessing myself in the moment. Why am I not second-guessing myself in the moment? Because I don't require myself to have it all figured out right now. I have adopted a flexible long-term view that allows me to be more interested in how things come together organically over a longer stretch of time. That eliminates time scarcity. That takes so much pressure off of me as a creative person. That helps me have a new relationship with the concept of time as something that creates opportunity, not something that's rushing by that I have to catch up to or that I'm fighting against. So if you think you have a time management problem, or if you've been looking for time management solutions, this is an invitation 
to go a little bit deeper. Start instead with cultivating a flexible long-term view. The next time you're doubting what you're doing, the next time you find yourself procrastinating, the next time you find yourself frustrated about anything that has to do with time, take a breath and zoom out. Try to zoom out three months, six months, a year from now and look at the situation again from that place. This is a much more holistic approach And these are the kinds of things that I teach my clients because a lot of time management strategies are just band-aids. And I would rather you have an internalized process for self-reflection and self-inquiry that eliminates time scarcity altogether. And then the time management stuff works itself out, right? Then we can talk about things like creating priorities and those big, big juicy things that we do inside of my program. So I hope this is helpful. This is, (laughs) there's no outline. Can you tell? I'm not reading from an outline. I am just talking to you today. This is on my heart to share. So it's a little more off the cuff, but I hope that this is supportive for you. And you might want to listen back to this one more time. But in a nutshell, it is more important to think about your concept of time in how you're relating to time than it is to have the next best time management strategy. One of the concepts that I can give to you today for changing how you think about time is adopting a flexible long-term view. If you want to know more about my holistic approach to things like cultivating clarity, creating clear priorities, and staying focused through the finish line so that you can get your work out into the world, on a completely stress-free timeline, check out my free training. It's linked in the show notes. That'll walk you through the entire priority mapping method. And you'll really get to see that when it comes to things like time management and focus and prioritization, I approach it very differently, mainly because I'm a multi-passionate and I created this method for multi-passionate. So if you haven't checked out that training yet, That would be a perfect next step for you. Okay, I cannot wait to see how this lands for you. As always, if you have any questions or feedback or reflections from this episode, you can click the link in our show notes and leave me a voice note. I would love to hear from you. Let me know if you understand what I'm saying, if this is confusing and you need any clarity. When you send me a voice note, it goes straight to my email inbox and I can send you a voice note back. And I would love to hear from you and I would love to connect with you. So please go ahead and do that if you have any questions or reflections about this episode. All right, go forward and cultivate that flexible long-term view. I'll see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Multi-Passionate Mastery Podcast. If you received anything valuable from this episode, send it to a friend. I know you've got some creative people in your life who need to hear this. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.